Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you The Life of Riley. The shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Like millions of other families, the Chester A. Rileys are worrying about the high cost of living. And right now, as we drop into the Riley's California bungalow, the law is being laid down by the boss of the house. Now, you listen to me, Riley. Okay, Dumplin', go on. My ears belong to you. But we just can't meet our bills anymore. The cost of living's gone way up. Oh, that's a lot of bunk. What's the cost of living got to do with it? Did you ever stop to think that maybe you're a little extravagant? Well, of all... After the way I scrimp and save... I haven't bought a new dress in over a year. I'm wearing the hat I got two Easter's ago. My coat's so old-fashioned, I'm ashamed to wear it in the street. And I'm extravagant. That's what I just said. You're extravagant. (laughs) You're impossible. You just don't know what's going on in this country. I know exactly what's going on. And if you'll calm down, I'll explain it to you. It ain't the high cost of living. It's inflation. Well, that's just what I'm talking about. I, I just can't manage anymore on our budget, especially when it comes to food. Well, what do you expect me to do, Peg? Well, the least you can do is to make an intelligent suggestion. Eat less. <laughs> Eat less. That's brilliant. Don, I'll do my part. From now on, when I go to bed at night, I ain't taking no sandwiches with me. <laughs> oh, it, it's not just the price of food. It, it's everything. The way the children grow out of their clothes is fantastic. Especially Junior. Well, Junior's old enough to do his share, too. He'll just have to stop growing. (laughs) Well, he's always needing new shoes, and Babs needs dresses. And the price of clothes today is just outrageous. Well, you ought to know you just ordered a new suit for $60. That's right. Throw it up to me. Well, now, dear, I I didn't mean... I think I'm entitled to one new suit. How long can I go on wearing my old one? You know, they're not wearing bell-bottom trousers anymore. Riley, of course you need a new suit. I, I just mentioned it to show how expensive things were. Expensive? They're ridiculous. A salesman called me today to try to sell me a yacht for $80,000. I was busy, so I told him I'd call him back. A yacht? 80000 You didn't call him back. Well, no, I didn't have a nickel. <laughs> Let's see. Gas, $4. We can't cut down on that. Electricity, $5. We can't cut down on that. Water, $2. Well, we can't cut down on that. Cigars, $3. Maybe I can give up water. Hiya, Pop. Oh, oh, hello, Junior. Oh, say, Pop, can I please have a dollar? A dollar? Are you out of your mind? Here I am, racking my brains, trying to cut down expenses, making every sacrifice. Why, I just gave up water. You asked for a dollar. Well, gee, I'm sorry. I didn't know things were so tough. Well, it's time you learned. And you'll just have to cut down your expenses like the rest of us. How much are you spending for bubble gum? Well, about, well, about a nickel a day. 
A nickel a day? Who do you think you are? Remember, you're my son, not Wrigley's. <laughs> okay, Pop. You don't realize we've got inflation, and you know where that leads to? Where? Hey, what is inflation, anyway? Inflation? Well, it's, uh... Well, you keep chewing a nickel's worth of bubble gum every day, and before you know it, boom, the whole thing blows up in your face. That's inflation. <laughs> okay, Pop. But about that dollar, Now, don't I... bother me now, son. I got work to do. Now, where's the rest of those bills? Oh, here. Hey, what's this here? Looks like an invitation. You are cordially invited to attend the Beauke's Arts Annual Ball. That's Beaux-Arts. Huh? It's for Babs. Oh. Hey, this dance is tomorrow night. How come I don't know anything about it? Well, I guess Babs... Nobody didn't... tells me anything around here. I'm always the last to learn what's going on with you kids. Just remember, I'm your father. Okay, Pop. I can prove it, too. See, here's another bill. <laughs> another bill I just got from the doctor who delivered you. Okay, Pop. I admit you're my father. Why didn't Bab say anything about this dance tomorrow? Well, I guess she... Well, whenever she gets invited to a dance and she needs a new dress or something, you blow your top. What do you mean I blow my top? I ain't the kind of a father that blows his top just because one of his kids says something he doesn't like. Next time you say I blow my top... Oh, you're blowing it now. Huh? Oh, yeah. Well, you think that's why Babs didn't say nothing about the dance? Well, maybe. Your mother said Babs needs a new dress. Hey, maybe she ain't even going to the dance on account of that. Maybe. Yeah, that must be it. She always talks about her dances. Fine father I turned out to be. My own daughter afraid to... Well, she's going to that dance. In a new dress, too. Have you got the money? I ain't so poor I can't afford to buy my kid a dress. Where's that bank statement? It just came today. Oh, here. After all, I ain't a bum. I... Balance, $7.28. Gee, you can't get much of a dress for that. They made a mistake. What is that bank trying to do? They can't get away with that. I got more dough than that. I put some in regular every week. But you take it out, too. Whose side are you on? <laughs> uh, hello? Citizens Bank and Trust? This is Chester Riley. I'm a citizen of your bank. You made a big mistake in my statement. You say I only got $7.28. That's ridiculous for a man in my position. What kind of a bank are you... Re well, you better check. I'll hold on. Can't put nothing over on me. You gotta watch those banks every minute. What, hello? Yeah? Oh, so there was a mistake. I thought so. Well, how much is my balance? $1.63? <laughs> No, that can't be. You better check again and... No, no, don't check. I'm quitting while I'm still ahead. Dollar sixty-three in payday ain't till next week. Ah, I wish I had some money, Pop. I'd let you have Thanks, any... Thanks, son, but I ain't licked yet. Don't forget, I got plenty of friends. Now, don't say a word to your mother or bed till I borrow the dough. You sure you can get it? The boys at my lodge will do anything for me. I'm the most popular guy there. There ain't one of them who wouldn't cut off my right arm for me. <laughs> Fellas. Hi there, Riley, old pal. Glad to see you, old-timer. Yeah, you're a sight for sore eyes, Brother Riley. You're a sight, too, Brother Gillis. Is there room for me to sit down here, boys? Oh, oh sure, sure. Hey, Max, yeah. move over. Make room for okay, Brother Riley. Okay. Thanks, fellas. Hey, it's a long time no see, Riley, pal. Why, just this morning, the missus were seeing Harry, 
Why don't we have Riley up to dinner some night next week? Great. Make it tomorrow. Now, wait a minute. I got first call on Riley. You'll have to wait, Snooker. Riley's coming to my house first if I have to kidnap him. Oh, gee, that's swell of you fellas. Invite me like this with the way meat costs. <laughs> Nothing's too good for a pal. Yeah, especially the president of this lodge. That's right. You say, yeah. Oh, gee, fellas, I'm glad I run into you tonight. You see, I'm in a bit of a jam, and I thought maybe you can help me out. All I need is... Hey, where'd everybody go? <laughs> Babs, don't you think you better ask your father about going to that Beaux-Arts ball? Oh, please, Mother, let me wait till tomorrow, just before it's time to leave. Well, I don't like this idea of keeping secrets from your father. But, Mother, if I told Daddy a week ago that Simon Vanderhopper was taking me, he'd have blown his top. He'd have made a scene every day. Well, I suppose so. Simon's not exactly his favorite. What's Daddy got against Simon, anyway? Whenever I ask him, he says, That Simon is a boy, and I was a boy once myself. It doesn't make sense. Makes sense to me. I knew your father is a boy. <laughs> well, everything will be a lot more peaceful if I ask Daddy at the last minute. Well, dear, it's only that your father's interested in your welfare. <laughs> Thank goodness you're not asking for money for a new dress. That'll make him happy. Yes. It's a lucky thing the committee decided to make it a ragamuffin ball. Yes. Kind of a silly idea, though, if you ask me. It's a divine idea. They hold one every year in the Latin Quarter in Paris, and everybody comes in rags. Well, have you decided what you're going to wear? Well, you know my old chiffon? Mm -hmm. It's practically in tatters now. I thought I could fix it up to make it look really awful. Hiya, Pop. Say, how'd you make out with your friends? Friends? I learned something today. The only friend I got is your mother. And we're not really friends because we're married. You said your lodge brothers I must would... have asked 20 guys. They're ungrates, the whole pack of them. After the kind of a friend I've been to them. Why, I must have borrowed money from them hundreds of times. Looks like Babs is in tough luck. I even went to the finance company. They wouldn't come across either? Oh, no, they were willing. They had the papers all drawn up, too. Then they asked me to get two of my friends to sign for me. So I got sore, and I said, if I had even one friend who'd trust me, you think I'd be here? <laughs> For some reason, they backed out. Well, there must be some place you can get a loan. Oh, it's no use, Junior. I went everywhere, even the pawn shop. I offered them my diamond ring, my emerald stick pin, and my sapphire cufflinks. They offered me $4. Well, gee, the diamond ring alone cost you $4. Uh. <laughs> I give up. It looks like poor Babs will have to go to that ball without a dress. The boys won't even look at her. Is she home, Junior? She was in her room before, looking over a bunch of dresses. Uh, I guess the poor kid's trying to find something decent to wear. Yeah, that's what she's doing. I can see her through the window here. Oh, look, Mother, how's this one? Well... Oh, no, she can't wear that. There's a big hole in the middle. <laughs> Maybe it's just a bare midriff. They're wearing them that way. Yeah, but not in the back. <laughs> well, no, I, I think this one's better. 
better do. No, no, that's even worse. <laughs> I think you're right. This one will do. Will you fix it up for me? Oh, sure. A few patches here and there, and it'll be perfect. Patches. <laughs> She's going to put patches on it. Hey, mister, does the Chester A. Riley live here? Uh, yeah. I got a parcel from him from the Bonton clothing shop. It's your new suit, Pop. My new suit. I'm buying a beautiful new suit for $60, and my poor daughter has to go to a dance looking like a ragamuffin. Oh, I'm a monster. A well-dressed monster. We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Ken, the Wonder Shampoo is Prell. Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in a handy tube. Yes, Prell's wonderful for two reasons. First, Prell removes unsightly, unglamorous dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. Second, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap or soap shampoo because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Yes, Prell awakens the youthful highlights in your hair. Leaves it radiantly lovely, radiantly soft and smooth. You'll find that Prell tube so handy, too. No slippery bottles, no waste or spill. And a little makes mountains of lather. So for hair radiantly clean, radiantly soft, and easy to manage, you'll sing about P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo. Buy Pearl Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Our harassed hero is under the impression that his daughter is going to wear an old shabby dress to a dance. But he doesn't know that this is actually a costume for a ragamuffin ball. Now, Babs, I think it's time you told your father about the ball. He's leaving for work in a few minutes. Now go on, dear. Get it over with. Well, okay, I'll break it to him gradually. First I'll say there's a ragamuffin ball tonight and then about Simon taking me. Good luck, dear. My life would be a lot simpler if you just had a boyfriend your father didn't despise. I admit Simon's homely, but he's smart. Well, here goes. Daddy. Oh, good morning, baby. Daddy, there's something I have to tell you. It's about a dance tonight. They're having I a... know all about the dance, Babs. You know? And you don't mind? Of course I mind. What kind of a father do you take me for? You think I like the idea of my daughter being seen in public with such a terrible look? Oh, now, Daddy, why get all upset? I won't let you go to a dance with a monstrosity like that. <laughs> you deserve something better, Babs. Oh, maybe so, but after Don't all... Don't think I didn't try to fix you up the way you deserve. I went to all my friends. Daddy, you didn't. I begged them to help me. I even tried to borrow a real pretty one for you. <laughs> oh, Daddy, how could you? After all, I've got pride. If I was a girl, I'd throw that ugly-looking mess into the ash can. <laughs> Daddy, don't talk like that. I'll talk any way I want. I'm still the boss in this... The boss. Babs, that's it. Why didn't I think of that before? I'll borrow money from the boss and buy you one. Mother! Mother! What is it, Babs? It's Daddy. I know he hates Simon, but now he's delirious. He's going to his boss to borrow money to buy me a new boyfriend. But, Mr. Stevenson, you got to help me out. I'm desperate. Please, boss. I'm sorry, Riley. All I'm asking for is an advance of $30. I'm sorry. $20. Sorry? 
15, and that's my last offer. Take it or leave it. Now, look, Riley, the company's got a rule. No advances against salary. So, that's the thanks I get. Me, the first guy who ever worked for you. Why, when I started here, all you had was an empty lot. You put the building up around me. I, I know you've been loyal, but I can't authorize an advance every time that... Now, if this were an emergency... But this is an emergency. What kind of emergency? Do you have to pay rent? Are you going to be evicted? Well, uh... uh Somebody sick in the family? Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Somebody sick. Who's sick? Who? Yes, who? Yeah, well, wait a minute. The name's right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> uh, it, it, me, it's me. Who are you trying to kid, Riley? No, honest, boss, I'm a sick man. I need the money. For an operation, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, an operation. My, uh, my, uh, my appendicitis. I've heard that one before. Now go on back to work. You look perfectly healthy to me. But you don't understand. The attacks, they come and go. You know appendicitis, they come and go, come and go. One just came. <laughs> Quick, lend me the money before I go. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out, will you, Riley? Oh, oh, the agony. You're a pretty bad liar, but you're an even worse actor. <laughs> okay. Okay, laugh. Laugh at my agony. Oh, go on, go on. Get out of here. All right, I'll go. But remember, if I drop dead today, don't expect me into work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that Riley. What a character. Hello? Hello, Mr. Stevenson. This is Babs Harley. Was my father in to see you? Yes, he just left. Something wrong, Bab? Well, Daddy acted very strange this morning, and I was worried, so... Good heavens, you mean he's really sick? So he is sick. All right. I'll try and locate him. Now, don't you worry. I'll take care of everything. Five o'clock and the dance starts at eight. I got to get that dress for Babs. I got to get some money. There must be somebody who'd be willing to dig down for a pal. Hello there, pal. Oh, it's you? Yes, it is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Digger, I'm in a terrible spot. I need money. Oh, I'd love to help you. But for the first time in my 20 years as an undertaker, I'm flat. <laughs> you broke? Lately, business has been falling off. There's very little turnover. <laughs> and what with high rent, wages, and advertising, I've got a very big underground. You mean... You mean overhead? I have my own system of handling figures. It's underground. Gee, I never thought you'd go broke, Digger. Won't the bank carry you? No. And when I think of all the people I've carried... <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm moving my establishment to a less expensive location. Well, gee, won't you lose business? Oh, no. When I move, I'm taking all my customers with me. <laughs> By the way, Monday, I'm having a grand opening. I'd love to have you drop in. Well, thanks, Digger, but I don't feel in the mood for celebrating. I'm worried about my daughter, Beth. Ah, yes. Teenage girls are a problem. Always entertaining wild whims. My youngest female child, Valkyrie, wants me to give up my business and move to Paris so she can study art. Well, you're not going to do it. Of course not. 
Well, Kitty, I said, I'll never leave the USA. I love this land and the people that are in it. <laughs> My Bebs is too sweet to complain. She's going to this dance in some terrible old rag. And here I just bought myself a new suit for $60. I feel like a heel. Riley, have you worn this new suit? No, not yet. Then your problem is solved. Go to your tailor and return the suit. And then buy your dear daughter a cute and captivating creation. That's right. That, that would solve everything. Oh, thanks, Digger. Now I'm happy again. And a minute ago I felt like crawling into a hole and never coming out. Then you must come to our grand opening. <laughs> oh, you bet. And good luck in your new place. Knock them dead. We'll try. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. I don't know. Oh, dear, I hope nothing's happened to him. What's the matter, Mom? Oh, you're home, Junior. It's your father. We've been all over looking for him. He disappeared from the plant, and we think he may be sick. Pop? Well, he was just here about an hour ago. He what? How is he? Was he sick? No, he wasn't sick. Oh, what a relief. He gave me a dollar, and I didn't even ask him. Oh, then he is sick. <laughs> well, he can't be. Well, he acted awful happy. Well, what was he doing home? Well, I don't know. He just came in for a minute and went out again. And here we've been running all over town thinking he was sick. Well, Mr. Stevenson Oh, says thank that... goodness he's all right. Now, if you're going to that dance, Babs, you better get dressed. Oh, golly, yes. Simon will be here any minute. Give me a hand, Mother. All right, dear. <sighs> what a family. I'm the only adult in it. Oh, Pop. Is Babs still here? She's dressing for the dance. Look what I got, Junior. Hey, a brand new dress. Yeah, 50 bucks. Ain't it gorgeous? Where'd you get 50 bucks? Well, I, I gave back my suit. Oh, that's tough, Pop. You won't have a nice suit to wear. Oh, don't worry about me. I'll get by on my good looks. <laughs> boy, wait till Babs comes in in those regs and I spring this on her. I'll get the door. Oh, had a boy. I gotta lay down for a minute. I'm worn out from running. Oh. This feels good. Junior, is your father home? Mr. Stevenson. Oh, there you are, Riley. No, 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 now, don't get up. Just lie there. But, boss, what are you doing? Don't get up. To think I actually laughed at you, and there you were, writhing in agony. Oh, now, wait. Don't help don't... me, Riley. I feel like a beast. But don't worry, I'm, I'm here to make it up to you. You brought the money, beast? I, I mean... <laughs> oh. I mean, boss? Better than that, my personal surgeon. Here's your patient, Dr. Blake. Surgeon? Oh, no, let me up. Oh, you do. <laughs> now, just lie there. Fine, fine. But, boss, you don't understand. My appendix There's is nothing to burn. worry about. You'll be in good hands. Dr. Blake here is an artist with a knife. <laughs> but I don't want to be his model. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't know that it is appendicitis. But it's nothing. I I'm okay. No more pain. All gone. Yes, that's a typical reaction. But, but I'm okay, Doctor. I... What do you think, Doctor? I'd prefer to make an intensive examination at the hospital. You know, blood count. Hospital? Oh, no, listen, I'm okay. I won't let you count my blood. You think the hospital's best, eh, Doctor? Oh, yes, I'm all for it. Then I'm for it, too. I veto it. <laughs> Come along, Riley. No, wait, boss, wait. I'm okay. 
I lied to you this morning. I never had no pains. I lied. Now, now, now. You're just trying to squirm out of it. You wouldn't lie and risk being fired just to borrow some money. Now, would you? Trap. <laughs> okay, doctor. Carry me. Pop, you're not going to the hospital. Junior, the boss knows best. Oh, Riley, I didn't know you were... Oh, Mr. Stevenson. Hello, Mrs. Riley. This is Dr. Blake. He's a knife artist. A, a doctor? But what's the Riley, name? Dr. Blake's a busy man. If he's willing to operate on you, at least have the courtesy to let him. Operate? Oh, Riley. Now, there's nothing to be alarmed about. An appendectomy isn't very serious. Appendectomy? Riley had his appendix taken out 12 years ago. What? You see, boss, I told you I lied. Believe me, I wouldn't lie to you. You mean all this? <laughs> Why, you... Please, you... please don't fire me, boss. Please don't fire me. I promise I'll... All right, all right. You're not fired. Uh -oh. But if you ever again... Oh, now with the burlap... But, Daddy... Babs, take off that horrible dress. The stranger's here. But, Daddy, I... Uh, look, I bought you this beautiful dress here. Dress? Yeah. For me? Oh, it's absolutely ravishing. But, Daddy, I can't wear it. But, 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 but you got to wear it. I had my appendix out 12 years ago. You, Junior, get your father an ice pack. Daddy, I can't wear a new dress. It's a ragamuffin ball. Everybody's wearing rags. But you... Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're supposed to wear rags? Yes, that's the whole idea. You mean I insulted all my friends? I hocked my suits? I lied to my boss? I, I spoiled the doctor's whole evening? What a revolting development this is. Riley's will be back in just a moment. Congratulations from coast to coast. That's what we're getting on Prell, the radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Mrs. Ethel Quain of the Bronx, New York, writes to Procter & Gamble. One Prell shampoo revealed the shiny, resplendent loveliness of my hair. Now my hair is full of radiance. From now on, it's Prell for me. And friends, it'll be Prell for you when you see how quickly Prell removes unsightly dandruff. Leaves hair radiantly soft. You'll sing about... P-R-E-L-L -L, Prell shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube. Oh, honest, Riley, you can make more trouble for yourself than anybody I know. Well, you were actually ready to go to the hospital with that doctor. No. <laughs> I'd have gotten out of it. I'm pretty smart, you know. <laughs> if you were, you'd have gone with the doctor. He's an artist with the knife. Oh, so what? I haven't got an appendix for him to take out. <laughs> no, but maybe he's got a brain he can put in. <laughs> Dumplin', you're cute. <laughs> Friends, remember, to prevent hunger abroad, we must conserve food. Waste nothing. Use the plentiful food. Save wheat. Save meat. Save the peace. Procter & Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Watch for William Bendix in the forthcoming Paramount picture, Where There's Life. The script is by Reuben Shep and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Bigger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker.
was the showgirl cutie. She wowed him on bald-headed row. She helped her clothes keep their beauty with wonderful ivory snow. Ah, wonderful ivory snow. Your hands will tell you why you can keep your dresses, lingerie, and stockings glamorous longer with wonderful ivory snow. Prove it. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it'll pamper nice things. There's no other soap like it. Uh, because ivory snow is positively the only soap, both ivory mild and in granulated form. It bursts into suds in lukewarm, even in cool water. Remember, your hands will tell you why. Ivory snow is so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons, dainty lingerie, and other nice washables. Oh, wonderful ivory snow. S-N-O-W. This is Ken Carpenter reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. And listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.